Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me Radio. It is Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. I am Megan, and I am here with the ever-lovely Kristen. What's up, Kristen? Hey, how are you? So excited. I am excited, too, for lots of reasons. Number one, we get to talk about music. Awesome. We get to talk a little bit about movies. Awesome. Yay. And we get to celebrate... Um, the amazing Robin Williams and talk about some of his best roles and just explain why he is such an awesome person and such an iconic person in pop culture um, and basically is like the hero of the millennials. I think that's safe to say that Robin Williams has a special place in the hearts of the millennial generation. So we'll celebrate him towards the end. Um, we also had yes. some historic News today, so outside of entertainment, entertainment news, uh, I think it's um, something that we should bring up. Um, George Floyd mm-hmm. um, got justice. Officer was guilty of all charges, um, and now we wait for sentencing. So that also happened today. So yes. I was so nervous, and I'm so glad it happened the way that it did. <laughs> yeah, me too. Super relieved. Um, super thankful um, that that decision was made rightfully and hopefully we get more of that. Yes. Moving forward. Cause it's, it's not, it's not over. We, that does not mean we go to sleep. There's still lots of things that, that need to be done. All right. So let's start off with some entertainment news. Uh, so Kristen, have you watched or appreciate Downton Abbey? I haven't. I've been told a million times that I would love it, and I just haven't done it. (laughs) You got some time um, to watch it and get caught up if you wanted to. Um, Downton Abbey fans will be relieved to know um, that there is a second featured film that was released a couple of Christmases ago. There's another one in the works. Uh, that will be coming to the big screen um, in theaters this Christmas. It's crazy how fast they are doing this project um, to have such a quick turnaround because they literally just announced this project today. Um, No one knew about it. Um, And that it's going to come out this Christmas. So that's a pretty quick turnaround for a movie. Usually you know something uh, a year and a half in advance um, for the most part. So. Um, so, Downton Abbey fans, you will be incredibly pleased um, about that. Now, Kristen, I'm going to give you the job of letting people know the horribleness. 
Oh, the sad horribleness? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> the sad oh. horribleness. So, yeah. The sad horribleness is that Helen McCrory, who played Narcissa, I can never say her name, Narcissa Malfoy mm-hmm. um, on Harry Potter, passed away at 52 from cancer. And that's terrible. Like, she was a terrible character in the sense of personality of her character. But she was a really <laughs> great actress. She did a lot of really great things, and I'm super sad. It's sad that we're at this age where our favorite people start dying. (laughs) I know. I want it to stop. Yes, 52 is very young. And, like, of course, a lot of us know her as Narcissa um, Malfoy from Harry Potter. But I also know her as um, Aunt Polly from Peaky Blinders. Um, a lot of people know her as Lady Mac- from um, Macbeth that was performed in the Shakespeare's Globe. She she did that role for quite some time. Um, she was in a lot of other films as well, including Martin Scorsese's uh, family film Hugo. She was in James Bond, Skyfall, um, Fearless. And she tends to play badass characters like Polly Gray and Pinky Blinders is a badass character like you don't want to mess with her she will kill you um, without a second yeah. thought and she's clever and she she gives the scariest person who's the leader of the Pinky Blinders gang a run for his money um, so um, she just plays really good people and she's really smart um, and outspoken um, and so it's definitely a loss in the badass actress um, community that, that we have. Um, and so major thoughts to her family um, and friends. Um, she was a wonderful person and a great actress. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say, I get really emotional when I see like Facebook and posts where people say wands up. It makes me think of Dumbledore. It, makes me it does. But Snape was there to greet her, so it's okay. Yes. There's, we've lost a lot of great people mm-hmm. from the Harry Potter community over the last few years. Um, but yeah, so major <laughs> thoughts to that. It was such a huge loss. Such a huge loss. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Now for the Marvel nerds. Yes, you, the Marvel nerds. Mm-hmm. The ones who have watched all the Marvel movies in chronological order um, multiple times. You guys, you guys are going to be excited about this. Um, So a couple of things. There is a new movie um, called Shang-Chi, which is um, a superhero um, who is Chinese. Um, It was in a comic book in the 1970s, early 80s, I think it is. Um, And from what I know, Shang-Chi is going to be a part of the new Avengers that they're starting to set up with all these movies. Um, and it's the movie called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So it's the introduction to this character. The trailer was dropped yesterday. I watched it. It looks really good. I'm super excited. I'm also, fan- like, I am so stoked about how diverse this Avengers is going to be. Because we have um, Mackie taking on Captain America. So we'll have a black Captain America. We have Shang-Chi, um, who is Asian. Um, and then you, and then I believe we're going to have a Hispanic Falcon. So, and then we have a couple more females in the mix. This is going to be a very diverse Avengers um, for the second phase. 
Um, and this movie is going to yeah. be dropped on September 3rd. So super stoked and super excited about that. Um, and then, of course, um, have you watched any of the Marvel TV shows on Disney Plus yet? Um, any of the Marvel TV shows? So I've watched, I've started, where have I started? I, so I'm going to piss off a lot of Marvel fans. I can never remember the bird's name. Falcon. <laughs> I always want to call him Hawkeye, and I'm like, it's not him. That's not him. Falcon. Um, nope, different. I've seen that. I've, I'm behind like two episodes right now, so don't spoil. But I, uh, I have watched that. That's a really good show. Um, what else? What are the other ones? WandaVision. Okay. Yep. I haven't seen the last two episodes of that. I'm really been bad at watching TV for the last like three months. So I have been watching. I'm just behind. Gotcha. But they're doing a really well, good job. I- they are like in terms of like it, Marvel has picked up their their TV game and it's working. Uh, WandaVision is fantastic. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is fantastic. I'm so excited to see Loki, uh, which is going to be the next um, TV show that's going to drop. I think next month sometime. Um, but there's also a new project in the works um, that's going to be a limited TV show for Disney Plus. Um, in the Marvel yeah. Universe, and it's called Secret Invasion. Um, the only person I know in terms of the character that they're going to play is Samuel L. Jackson, who, of course, we know plays Nick Fury. Um, but a couple of other big-name actors um, have joined on to the project, uh, one of them being Olivia Coleman, who, of course, um, plays the Queen in the third and fourth seasons of uh, The Crown. Um, and also several other, like, hilarious TV shows. Um, She's joined on as cast. Uh, I'm not quite sure which character she's going to play. And Amelia Clark um, from Game of Thrones um, has also joined the cast. So some big names are joining and some new characters um, are going to be on there. Um, And it's called Secret Invasion. Um, And I think it's probably going to be um, filmed this year and will probably be released um, early next year is what it's looking like. So some big news in the Marvel world, a trailer for Shang-Chi, um, another TV show in the works called Secret Invasion. So there you go, Marvel nerds. Lots of things to look forward to. Do you hear them? Do you hear yeah, the nerds? Um, I know. I can hear the nerd-like excitement through the internet waves. There, it's there. All right, so we're going to go into music updates. So we're going to do the top five albums on the Billboard Top 200. Uh, Number five is Soulfly by Rod Wave. Number four is Dangerous, the double album by Morgan Whalen. Number three is Justice by Justin Bieber. Number two made my heart happy. I don't know if it makes your heart happy, but number two is the best of DMX um, by DMX. Obviously a big response to the fact that DMX passed away um, not too long ago, but he's made his way um, in the top five albums, which is awesome. Um, People are rediscovering his music, which is not a bad thing at all. Definitely. No, it's very good. And, um, that's a sad story in itself. <laughs> it is. Um, and then number one is Fearless, 
Taylor's version by Taylor Swift is number one. Um, in case you don't know, Taylor Swift is going to be re-releasing all of her older music because it was being controlled by someone other than herself. Um, she now has ownership of her music, and so she's re-releasing it and updating it and making some edits. And I have to say the edits so far have been pretty good. I actually like this album better than her well, original one. Let's, I want to clear that. She doesn't technically own the rights to that music. So to get around it, she's re-recording it, which yes. makes it new recordings and reposting it. Yes, but it's turning out better. I think it's actually for the best. It is. So, Taylor, keep doing what you're doing because it's awesome what you're doing yes, right I now. I love it. Um, all right, for Billboard yep. Top 100, for the top five songs, we have number five, Save Your Tears by The Weeknd. Uh, number four, Peaches by... Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar and Givon. In my notes, I said Justine Bieber. Apparently, I ginger swapped him. Um, number three <laughs> is is Leave on Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, uh, Bruno Mars, and Anderson and Pack. Uh, one of my students, <laughs> one of my students asked me, "When did you have time to make a song with Bruno Mars?" <laughs> um, because Anna is my last name. And I said, it's not me, I promise. Um, Number two (laughs) is Montero, uh, Call Me By Your Name by Lil Nas X. And number one is Rap Star by Polo Polo G. Um, So that is your Billboard Top 100 and your Billboard Top 200. Um, So for new music... I couldn't name any of those songs. You you haven't heard any of them? I mean, I probably heard them, but like, if you how were could you it, not I listen? No. How could you not listen to the song that I made? I am sorry. <laughs> I actually like quite a few uh, of those artists, but I'm like, I have, I couldn't name those songs at all. I'm old. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> probably what it is. As you get older, the less um, aware you are of all the new things that are happening. All right, right, as for music releases, it's actually been kind of slow. Um, last week, um, a couple of albums dropped that might might want to draw your attention to, which is uh, The Offspring dropped a new album called Let the Bad Times Roll, um, and Paul McCartney dropped a album called McCartney 3 Imagined. Um, so that's from last week. As for this week coming up, uh, new releases for April 23rd, um, Eric Church has a new album called Soul. Dinosaur Jr. has an album called Sweep It Into Space. And Porter Robinson has an album called Nurture. Um, so those are things that Dinosaur you can look out Jr. for. But then, yeah, Dinosaur Jr. That's the best name you could come up with? Yeah, um, dinos- obviously Dinosaur Sr. was taken. <laughs> <laughs> and so is Dinosaur. So they're like, Dinosaur Jr., awesome, let's go with this. Clearly. Wow. (laughs) But it's been some pickings for the last couple of weeks, so hopefully we'll get some better music coming our way. Yes. And now it's my favorite time, which is I get to um, fangirl a musical artist or band in the hopes to get you to Spotify and to check them out. Um. The yep. person I want to celebrate today is James T.W. Kristen, have you heard James T.W.? 
I have not, and I'm excited because your recommendations are always spot on. Thank you. I appreciate it. No pressure at all from that statement. <laughs> um, he is a British singer-songwriter. Um, he has only one full-length album called Chapters that was released a couple years ago. Um, he has a couple of EPs um, out. All of his music is on Spotify for you to stream and check out if you wish. Um, he, The best way that I can describe him is that he is very storytelling in his music. Um, there's always like specific, it, it kind of reminds me what country could be if they didn't have so many roles. Um, but like in terms of like the storytelling, it's very country-esque in that it's very specific and it feels like it's talking about a specific moment in time, um, which makes it relatable in so many ways. Um, but also he tends to have a really good beat. I think he has a really good voice. Um, and so you put that together and I just make some really good, um, old fashioned story, storytelling music. So I'm going to play you a couple of songs. Um, so the first song that I'm going to play to you is a song that I think recommend that represents the storytelling aspect of his talents. It's a song about, Mm -hmm. um, parents telling their kid that they're going to get a divorce. Um, and I think a lot of a lot of people can relate to this song. So it's called When You Love Someone. Don't make sense, but nevertheless, you gotta believe it's all for the best. It don't make sense, the way things go, son, you should know. Sometimes moms and dads fall out of love, sometimes too. A better than one Some things you can't tell Sister, cause she's still too young Yeah, you'll understand When you love someone Alright, so that's When You Love Someone I honestly think that's the best storytelling song he has Because it's so specific to a moment That I feel like a lot of people can either relate to it As being a kid of divorce um, or being parents having to tell their kids of that new change that's about to happen. Um, it's a really beautiful song and has a great beat to it as well. Can I say something? Yeah, you can, you can definitely. I've heard that song on TikTok. And I wanted really? to know what it was, and I could never figure it out. There I you go. I was like, I know this song. Your president. <laughs> Thank you. James C.W. is the answer. Um, and then the next song is called Soldier. I'm not a soldier, but I'll find through our darkest to taste. Get on my shoulders, and I'll carry you all of the way. There's no life worth living in if you're not Um, and again, just really good songwriting, really good beat. I think he has a really good voice. Um, so that's a James' TW for you. So check him out on Spotify. He has some really great songs besides those two. Um, he's just a really good listen. I like it. I'm literally sitting here listening to you and, like, adding it to my uh, my Apple Music playlist. 
Yeah, that's what I like to hear. Like it. All right. I'm done now. I'm focused. <laughs> um, all right, and I actually so... have a movie thing today. Oh, my Lord. Okay, I'm ready. I'm getting like comfortable. Like a movie release movie. I know. Are you comfortable? Oh. It's been a year. Uh, it's I'm been good. over a year. I'm, I'm ready for this historic moment. A movie, a movie, a big movie is going to theaters. <gasps> Can you believe it? Craziness. The new let's Mortal see, Kombat movie releases in theaters and on HBO Max because they have that whole agreement, uh, which is really yes. cool because I have HBO Max. Get it? Because it's awesome to see movies that are in theaters for your included cost. Um, but it's Mortal Kombat comes out April 23rd in theaters, and this will not be the first time you hear me say this going forward or the last time, because there's at least one movie coming out every month for the next, like, five months that I can talk about. I'm so excited. That is amazing. I know. We're back to, like, I was like, are there movies coming out? And I looked, and I was like, there are movies coming out in theaters. Cool. So, returning at yes. corner. But be safe. Wear your mask. To... Wear your mask. Yes. Don't touch people. Don't cough. <laughs> yes. Don't touch people anyway. If you have allergies, Unless you know stay home. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just be on the safe side, you know. Right. Um, cool. Have you, uh, have you watched any movies lately? Um, uh, I'm the worst at this job because I haven't been watching any TV shows, <laughs> which I talked about last week. Um, except for old ones like Criminal Minds and like documentaries of true crimes and murder stories. And then I watched like four movies this weekend and they were all old. I watched Legally Blonde. I watched Where the Heart Is. I watched The Pursuit of Happiness. Um, I watched You've Got Mail. But again, Man, you still <laughs> are. Sorry. You're doing Sorry. like a walk through memory lane. I like it though. Um, I, I managed know. to watch one. I, it's, I think it's cathartic. One. It Ooh, is okay. cathartic to you go know? back to things that are um, comforting and, and predictable. Yeah, predictable. Right. I think it's the predictability aspect that, that we kind of need right now. Um, but I did. Yeah. I watched um, Chaos Walking, uh, which is uh, Tom Holland's new movie. Um, because mm-hmm. I was just kind of on a mission to watch everything by Tom Holland because I think he's really talented. Um, and he's like a cutie patootie. He's too young for me, so he's at cutie patootie status. <laughs> uh, but he is. Uh, but basically, this I believe there's a book that this is based on that I've not read. Um, but it's the story of this fictional world in which the men have this like power that they can't control, where their their thoughts are verbalized. Like you can hear what people think. And it's called their noise. Um, And in this story, we meet Tom Holland, who is one of those those people who have the noise. Um, He's living in a community that has no women. Um, The only thing that we know of is that the women were killed in some incident. And that's the only thing that we know about it. Um, But more information comes along in the movie. Um, And a stranger comes and uh, who's a girl um, crash lands on this area um, who does not have the noise because it seems to be the only that only men have it uh, which honestly if you think about it the which ginger would ha- would be worse with the noise I think men would be <laughs> in terms of the thoughts <laughs> they have 
versus the thoughts that like women have. Like, I think that that would be problematic. Um, and so it's that story. There's lots of mysteries. There's, there's some fighting. There's a really sad scene. Um, I'm not sure it's like my favorite movie, but it's definitely entertaining to say the least. So um, if you're interested in Tom Holland or you just kind of want a different kind of movie to watch, um, I definitely recommend checking out Chaos Walking. So um, there we go. That's the only thing that I've really watched when it comes to movies. Okay. I was, I, I would, people have been mad at me that I did not watch Godzilla versus Kong which was released, uh, I think, last so, week. So I was super excited, and then my brother was like, I'm watching it, and this is terrible, and I was like, I can't watch it now. <laughs> this is going to ruin it. Because I really like the other ones, and I don't like movies like that. Like, the closest thing to Godzilla and Kong that I really liked was, like, Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not the same. And then I really liked Skull Island. I thought that one was really good, and I was like, all right. And so I heard the new one, I was like, yeah. And my brother's like, no. And I was like, oh. That's how that conversation went. No. Oh. <laughs> the whole thing. This was a very eloquent conversation. Yeah. I know. Um, but yes, we definitely, definitely need to pick up my movie. I've been better on TV shows than movies for some reason. But yeah. need to pick up my movie game, especially since there's new releases now. I know, right? What are we going to do? Got to get on it. All right. I think we're ready for our main discussion about Mr. Robin Williams. I'm so excited. I love Robin Williams so much. So why do you love him so much? I think we'll start there. (laughs) So it kind of makes me sad because Robin Williams, since I was a child, has brought so much joy into my life through his movies. Like, I grew up watching movies with my family as a child, like, as a kid going to the theater to see his things. Um, And now, like, today, I would gladly show my daughter any movie he's ever been in. And, I mean, my daughter's seen many of them. And... It makes me sad that he was such joy to others and he couldn't be that for himself. And so mm-hmm. I think that's why I love him. He was just like, there was, I can't think of a moment where I was like, Robin Williams made me, that movie was crap. I can't name a single crap movie of Robin Williams or anything he ever you know did. He was always either. about how can I make people happy? I mean, how do you not like somebody yeah. who just, their sole purpose in life is to make others happy? Yeah, and, and I would even argue like none of not even just to make people happy, but also to make people think too, because he's he's in a lot of movies that are are both funny, but also deep at the same time, um, meaning they have like some other kind of societal message that they're trying to to get at. Um, and again, I think probably the biggest theme that you're gonna see, no matter what actor or actress we choose, I think that part of what makes actors and actresses iconic is their intentionality of the roles that they choose to play um, and the stories they want to take part in. And I think Robin Williams, he is such an empathetic, um, kind-hearted, 
like protector of the innocence it felt like in terms of the movies that he wrote that he chose that a lot of his movies are like that like like dead poet society is by no means funny it's quite a sad movie um but again that 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 movie has that message of like there's something to be protected like there's something that about the human condition that is frail and that needs to be celebrated um it through creative through creativeness and, and through um learning so like i think that he's just he's just a very intentional and thoughtful um person i'm very lucky because i went to the same high school as he did <laughs> um he's a he's a marin county boy and i'm a marin county girl and we have a tunnel that that leads from um right after the golden gate bridge if you're going north um up the Marin Highland Hills, um, going towards like the wine country. Um, there's a hill that has a rain that has a tunnel that has a rainbow painted on it, and renamed it um, a few years ago Robin Williams Tunnel. Um, and so he is a very much a celebrated and loved person from Marin County. We are very happy about that. He sadly died in Marin County as well. Um, so he, he's, he's a native, he's a native okay. of my hometown, which is, which is great uh, to be able to claim him. Um, yeah. but I, I just think he's he awesome. just, he just has that heart. He has a heart about him that yep. I think, um, is very unique to him. I agree. I agree. And he is well celebrated, um, in terms of like Oscars, um, he's gotten mm-hmm. four nominations. He's won one. Uh, the three nominations he got was for Good Morning Vietnam, which is my dad's favorite movie, um, The Dead Poet Society, and The Fisher King. Um, and then he won for his supporting actor role um, in the movie Good Will Hunting. Um, so definitely well celebrated. Uh, he also has won awards for, of course, the, his soundtrack performance um, for Aladdin as well. Um so before we get into the specifics of the movies that we enjoy the most, is there anything else that you kind of want to talk about in terms of why Robin Williams um, is so amazing? Um, I think it's because I feel like he could do anything. Like, yes, we know him for his comedy, but, like, one of my favorite roles, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, it's, it's not typical of him. Um, and he yeah. did it so well, and that's why I picked it. Um, it's because he could be, he was always the funny guy, the great guy, the family man, but like he could do a lot more than that. And he just chose to choose the role, chose the roles that were there to cheer us up. But he did so many really good, like not funny movies as well. Um, and I just love actors that like, they might get stigmatized, but they're, they're so well-rounded and can literally just fall into anything. And I love that about him. For sure. He really does. He can go from improvised comedy, um, which is like Aladdin. Like the majority of his Aladdin performance is not written. (laughs) Um, It was like the things that he said um, to something super serious. And I think that is, that is, what makes Robin Williams such a, a wonderful actor um, is because he's able to do yeah. that with such subtlety. All right. So let's get to our okay. favorites. Um, why don't we start with the ones that we have in common? So what, what do you want to talk about first that we have in common? 
All right, let's talk about let's talk about a child favorite, and that is Aladdin. So he was the voice of Genie in the original Disney Aladdin movies, and I personally speaking, I love the movie Aladdin. All the whole movie was wonderful, but that movie would not have been as good without Robin Williams. And I say that because I also love Will Smith. But in the live action, it was not the same. And I love Will Smith in everything I've ever seen him in, including that Aladdin. But it was not the same. Robin Williams made that character. Made it. Mm -hmm. Hands down. He did. Yeah, and I think for... I think for Aladdin, I think it really just showcases his that improvisation that I was talking about, his stand-up comedy skills, because he, he was a stand-up comic before he became a yeah. uh, full-fledged actor, um, in which he can yeah. kind of just read the room and know um, what kind of voice to use in certain circumstances, and... He didn't. He also played the the peddler um, in in Aladdin, which had a completely different voice. Um, he's really good at mimicry. He's really good at doing those multiple voices and just being downright silly. Um, but yeah. unlike other comedians that kind of had that same energy, that same manic comedic energy, and there's several of them yeah. uh, that you can think of. I feel like Robin Williams, out of all of them, even though he's getting to that manic comedic area of his acting, he still has a lot of control. Um, oh, totally. And like, he talks so fast, a lot of I'm art. like, how does he not mess up? <laughs> That's what I'm like, I think, like, why would he so like, I can't do it. And um, he just gave... He just gave so much life to to the genie. He really did. And um, Mm -hmm. as a elder millennial, um, genie was probably like one of my favorite things as as a kid. So um, nostalgia alone makes Aladdin and Robin Williams um, so important. I agree. Oh, so good. And it has a good lesson, right? Don't be greedy. Don't judge people by their class. Yep. Um, don't yep. trust anyone don't named Jafar. Don't be a terrible wizard. Yes. Um, all of those things, right? Um, all right. So I think the next one we have in common is let's stick with the with the kiddish themes. Let's go with Hook. Oh my god, I love this movie. So I just watched this movie like a week ago. So it's the perfect time to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. My favorite so, line in the whole thing is at the end, the little girl, she goes, you need a mother very, very sadly. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good line. Mine is Rufio. Rufio. Okay, sorry. Um, oh, my God. Rufio. So why do you enjoy the hook and what was it about Robin Williams performance specifically that you enjoyed? Um, I love the message behind that movie that a grown up doesn't mean you can't have an imagination or like have fun and be silly. Um, and that's a big thing. Like Pan has forgotten where he came from, like who took care of him when he was little. 
Um, and so I just love, I love all the characters. I love the funny parts. I love the super serious parts with uh, Julia Roberts' character, who she plays Pixie, uh, the little Tinkerbell. <laughs> she plays Pixie. Um, and I love the Lost Boys, and uh, Hook's character was fantastic in this version of, like, Peter Pan. And I don't know. There is not a single thing about Hook that I don't like. I love the characters. Yeah. I love the storyline. I love the message. It was just really, like, I miss movies. I mean, I think that's why I'm stuck in these old movies. There's great new movies, but there's something about the movies that were made back when I was a kid. I don't know what it is. I feel like maybe everyone feels I, that way, but. Yeah, I that. think everyone feels that way. And I think it's just because that's the biggest part of our lives is just coming up. Just so those movies just have a emotional imprint with us that any other movie following just doesn't have. Um, because like my mom and dad, they're baby boomers and they say the same thing about like the 1970s. So <laughs> I think we're all guilty of thinking that our childhood was the best time yeah. for all the things. Yep. Um, that's but true. I agree with you. I hook it's just a great movie. And just to, just to speak to Robin Williams specifically, it is such an interesting mm-hmm. role for him because kind of like what Kristen said at the beginning of the movie, um, he's Peter Pan. He's forgotten his identity, where he's come from, how much fun he had um, because he's, he's given into being an adult 150%. So he starts off the movie very stiff and... Um, unloving and kind of like selfish, like like in very non Robin Williams. I think it's probably the best way to put it. And then as he um, goes to Neverland and and finds his identity and eventually realizes he's lost his way a little bit, um, he becomes more and more like the Robin Williams we know and think of. Um, so it's cool to just kind of see that transformation from going from like type A business person who misses his son's baseball game to like that goofy, silly Robin Williams. That's just so much filled with love. And um, so that's why I think it's a really good performance from him. Yeah, I agree. I just, I don't know. I love this movie. It's like perfect, perfect in every way. This is a Sunday, rainy day. I want to watch an old movie. This is what I'm putting on. That's what it is. I agree. All right. And let's go to our our third and common one. Yep. And this is a classic. And if you don't know it, crawl out from the rock you live in. Go find it. Watch it. Share it with your children. (laughs) Why are you listening to us talk? Uh, It's Mrs. Doubtfire. And I love this movie. Um, I mean, it's a classic. And it's like, it makes me laugh because I can't think of another movie where people didn't throw a fit about a man dressing as a woman, but nobody cared. And this was back in the day and it was funny and it was sad. Um, and it had you nervous because you were always constantly worrying if someone was going to get caught and like Mm -hmm. sticking his face in the cake to put the cream on his face to hide it. I don't know. It's just, this is funny. I like the zoo animals in the house. And let's be honest, like the mom, she's pretty awesome too as an actress. So, yes, I feel always good. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I mean, yep. like obviously, Mrs. Doubtfire is kind of on the same lines as Hook. It's it's about well, kind of the opposite thing. So Hook is more like the Peter Pan has lost his way, so he's too serious that he has forgotten what is important. And Mrs. Doubtfire is more like he is not serious at all. <laughs> that he misses appreciating the people in his life and showing up when he needs to be when he needs to show up and doing the things he's supposed to do. So apparently Robin Williams was trying to say being a parent is about the balance of being too goofy <laughs> and too serious. Um but uh yeah, so he's he's in the middle of a divorce. He wants to see his kids cuz he he's not going to see him see his kids all the time and so he pretends to be a woman um and become the nanny. Um, in order to, to get that time back. Um, and it, it's hilarious. Like in terms, again, the improvisation um, of his comedy is, is in full force in that movie. It has a lot of heart. Um, it has a really big message. And it's just, it's, it's just a solid good time movie. It really is. And I don't know who, I don't know anyone who hasn't seen it, but if you haven't, then you need to get on that. Seriously. You're living under a rock. Stop it. Crawl out. <laughs> All right. So, okay, what is one of the movies that you picked that was different than mine? Oh, there's so many. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick Jumanji because, again, I watched this movie like a week ago. <laughs> um, Jumanji your is mind. such a classic. I know. It's such a classic. Like, I mean, they've remade it now. Um, with the new people, which is funny, but it's not the original. I still prefer the original, and I love The Rock, and I love whatever his name is. Jack, not Jack Black. That's my his name, is it? Yes, my crazy. Is. I don't remember. Jack Black. Okay, and um, I, that movie is funny, but it is not the original. Um, I don't know. I don't know why. I love it. It's like it was probably one of the first like fantasy esque movies I ever enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. except for like Star Wars because I grew up with my dad and my brother and they were like, we're going to the theater, you're coming with us. Um, but like right. Jumanji was like make-believe. And so, I don't know, it's just, it was entertaining, it was funny to watch. Um, and again, Robin Williams kind of made the movie, so. He really mm-hmm. did. And Good. sometimes I feel like Jumanji was, Jumanji was preparing us for 2020. And I kind of wish I watched that movie right. a little bit um, with more like, what do I do to survive kind of mindset? <laughs> um, but it right. is a great movie. It is, it is hilarious. There's parts of it are scary too, but it's just because of all the weird things that are happening because of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's definitely an entertaining and really good movie. All right. The one yeah. that I picked, that was different was Goodwill Hunting. So this is the one that he won his Oscar for. Um, it is a pretty serious movie. Um, it is, I mean, I, I think based on what the movies that I watched of Robin Williams in the nineties, anyway, um, I wouldn't have predicted him to do this role. Um, but he does play it funny. So Robin Williams plays the psychologist who is helping Matt Damon's um, character and he is such 
so Matt Damon's character is such a smartass, and Robin Williams' character gives it back to him tenfold. Um, and just asks Matt Damon's character to think about life and think about himself and kind of challenges him. And there's a lot of life lessons you can take from his character. And I think the reason he won that Oscar is because of, again, that balance that he is really good at of knowing when to be comedic and knowing when to play it empathetically. Um, And he did it so well. And it's such a great movie in terms of messaging, but also just how in, in poor communities, no matter who you are, things get wasted because of the circumstances you're in. So Matt Damon's character plays an incredibly smart guy um, who's stuck in a situation um, of his own making and also of his circumstances. Um, and so it, it's just a good movie, and I think his character just is is filled with a lot of heart. Yeah, that's a, that's a classic. That almost made my list. Almost. And it, it, it was close. And I think it only didn't make it because I didn't want to match your list perfectly. <laughs> hey, it, it makes sense. So we can talk about we can talk about more um, Robin Williams films. So that makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. All right. So my next book is Patch a book. Nope. Movie. Sorry. Um, my brain is always on books. I apologize. Uh, is Patch Adams, and probably to this day, one of the saddest movies mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my entire life. It has one of the saddest scenes in history, um, and I'm talking like I've seen the Titanic sink, and like anything you can, this is sad, this is terrible, and the acting mm-hmm. in it alongside alongside Ronald Williams in this movie, which this movie lived, like, I feel like now that he's passed, this movie is such a, like, a comparison to his life. Like, he did mm-hmm. everything in his life to please other people and to help other people. Yeah. And then he couldn't help himself in the end. <laughs> and so um, I think this movie just sticks out for that reason. Like, I feel like now having seen it years ago and then him having passed the way he did, like, it's just, I mean, they don't pass the same way by any means. Um, but it's still like this tragic ending to this wonderful life. And it, it always, I don't know. It just makes you think like you put everything you have into other people. You wish that, you know, you could save everyone. And in this instance, his character could not be saved. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes. So, but it was just good. It was happy. I loved the the message of him like building up this his dream and how he went about helping people. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just a sad movie, saddest movie ever. Boom. Yes, it, it, it with lots of heart though. Again, and I think that's really lots what heart. comes down to um, what Robin Williams put out is just lots and lots of heart. All right. Um, one that I picked is called The Birdcage. Um, this movie is hilarious. Like, this is, like, one of the few movies that, like, made me laugh from beginning to end. Um, and the Nathan Lane-Robin Williams comic partnership 
is fantastic. Um, I think that those two together is just it's gold. Nathan Lane and Robin Williams, fantastic duo. Um, so Robin Williams plays a very flamboyantly gay, very openly flamboyantly gay um, order of a dra- drag club in South Beach, um, and um, they live. And it's basically just about them and their son and. Um, comedy ensues, and it's just a really good movie. And again, the Nathan Lane, Robin Williams, I cannot say enough about that partnership. You said that the Birdcage almost made your list, right? It did. It almost, like, your entire list almost made my list. <laughs> there are so many <laughs> issues. I could have just been like, I like them all. Can we talk about all of his things? But you can't. <laughs> so what did you like about the Birdcage? <laughs> I think the birdcage, um, I think it was a step away from the typical that we see. It was a different, I guess, a different vibe, in my opinion. Like, it wasn't just the goofy, silly thing. But, um, I mean, they were still funny to it, obviously. But, I don't know. I feel like it was a completely different side that we saw um, compared to a lot of his work and I love when you expect something from an actor and they do something kind of different. Yeah, uh, so, no, it's true. I don't know. That's what I liked about it. It was different. It was different. And so good. Right, and how about your so many choices. It was so good. Uh, and how about your last one? I saved this one for last because it's the movie I told you that it was a big step away from what he usually does, and that's August Rush. He is by mm-hmm. no means the main character in this movie either. He is like a side character, yeah. supporting role. Um, yeah. And if you've never seen it, it's about a kid who is this, like, crazy talented um, musical genius, um, and he's an orphan, and um, he wants to find his family – but he doesn't know how. And Robin Williams' character is this homeless guy that takes in kids on the street into this warehouse that I think he's squatting in um, and has made them, yeah. like, beds and stuff and whatever. And he sends these kids mm-hmm. out in the street to panhandle and, like, play music and do different things. And then he takes the money for himself. Um, yeah. He's, he's the bad guy. He's the villain in this film. And uh, he's super controlling like when August gets an opportunity to like live in a nicer place and like play music and everything like he's like he doesn't need you I'm your father and they're like is he your father and he's like yeah he's very manipulative and I just think it was like there was zero funny things about his Robin Williams character in this movie zero funny and it just showed a a whole different light of him and his his abilities for sure, I, this, it's a beautiful like outside of, of Robin Williams, it's, it's a quite a poetic and beautiful story in itself. But yes, Robin Williams definitely plays um, a character you wouldn't expect. Like, how, like how did the casting director even get this to Robin Williams? Kind of a <laughs> um, question, right? Um, but he does so good in it. He really does. Um, so definitely is a different take on what Robin Williams can do for sure. Yep. I agree. He's awesome. All right, so those, he is. So those are some of me and Kristen's favorite. Obviously he's done so much more. 
a lot of people love and adore his work on television through the Mork and Mindy show. I know that my dad loved that show um, and rewatched it a million times over. Um, of course, you have Good Morning Vietnam, where he plays a DJ uh, during the Vietnamese War um, that was released on in my birth year, 1987. Um, Dead Poet Society, which is an incredibly serious, beautiful, and tragic story uh, where Robin Williams plays a teacher. Um, the Fisher King, uh, which is a another uh, movie that he was in that got him that Oscar nomination, where he plays a hilarious and heartwarming um, homeless man. Um, I haven't seen that movie in a very long time, but it's good. Um, right. He, of course, um, he also, uh, the movie Flubber, this is Disney era in um, in 1997, uh, which is an incredibly slapstick, um, hilarious film. And then this is the one that almost made my list, uh, which is What Dreams May Come, which is such a beautiful movie. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's 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 such a poetic. I think I cried during that movie. That almost once. made my list. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, Everything it's such almost an emotional. Made my list, but that film. almost made yeah. my list. <laughs> yes, right. it's, it's such a beautiful film. <laughs> Um, and then you also have RV, which is also a really funny movie that came out in 2006. Uh, of course, there's Happy Feet, both uh, the original and the sequel, where he plays very spunky penguins. Um, and Night at the Museum, both um, the original and the secret of the tomb, where he plays Teddy Roosevelt, which is always funny. Um, so he's done a lot of movies, yep. and he's given a lot to us. Uh, which is why he's an iconic um, actor in our life because he's given so many great roles. And I think all of them, no matter what movie he's in, has a lot of heart. Um, and he's so good at balancing comedy and empathy. Um, and I think that he's perfected that combination. That, and I don't think that there's a, a comedic actor uh, who even gets close, uh, in my personal opinion. I agree. I agree with everything you said. He he's one of a kind, and I'm super sad that he didn't get more time to be happy himself, and also just to show people, you know, a different generation his 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 talent. For sure, but at least his body of work lives on, and now us millennials can make sure that um, our kids see. Robin Williams as the genie, because that's important. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that's it for the conversation. That was a good one. Um, so, Kristen, do you have any new nerdy obsessions this week? Um. So I'm – it's not new. It's old. But I've been doing a lot of Sudoku puzzles again. Sudoku calms me down. Like, when I get really stressed, I pull out my Sudoku book. I do pen and paper. I don't do, like, apps. I do have apps, but I don't – I rarely do them. Um, I have three Sudoku books laying around my house. Um, and I do Sudoku puzzles, and I don't know why, but it, like, really chills me out. I forget about everything because I'm so focused on the numbers. So that's my nerdy obsession to keep me sane. I like it. Um, yeah. What's yours? My nerdy obsession. Uh, mine is playing FIFA soccer on Nintendo Switch. It's actually a problem. Oh, you're a soccer star. 
Yeah, but it, it's a major it's problem, a problem because now I, uh, I, I've actually had to give myself a timeout on the Nintendo Switch. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I'm, on, I'm on two day probation um, because I stayed up until like four in the morning playing soccer games on my Nintendo Switch. Um, and you can't wake up. <laughs> then I and then I can't function as a human being. So lots of fun. But also lots of problems. Um, so that's my nerdy obsession right, right now. Um, all right. So yeah. as and I just always, have a really quick. Go for it. I just want to add, this is a conclusion note that you're going to make, but I forgot to tell you, and there I changed the announcement. So just for conclusion, um, when you follow us on nerdprov.com, we also have a book club called Just One More Chapter. You can find us on Facebook, but we have transferred platforms to book clubs with a Z, B-O-O-K-C-L-U-B-Z, and uh, it's a website, bookclubs.com. Um, it also has an app, super handy, and you can join us on there. You'll get text notifications, um, or I'm sorry, pop-up notifications from your app or emails if you want them. Um, when we post stuff, it's super organized and it's super easy to use. So come join us on book club. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, and also, yes. we want your feedback on what to discuss in the world of nerdum. So please give us feedback and follow us on at talknerdy underscore radio. Um, like Kristen said, um, go to nerdprobs.com for articles, blogs, and reviews. Join our book club through that mm-hmm. book clubs with a z.com and look for just one more chapter uh, book club. And you can also find it through the Facebook as well. Um, next week, me and Kristen are going to be back on Tuesday, April 27th to talk about books and TV. Um, and we're going to be highlighting the one, the only, Betty White as a TV icon. I'm so, so that would be me too. Betty White is a, is a national treasure, yes. to say the least. So uh, we'll be talking about that next week. All right, everyone, have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.